so much. Thank you so much, brother. And, and the testimonies that we heard, I mean, yeah. it really blessed my heart so much. But in the Colossians uh, chapter three, verses sixteen, says, "Let the world, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching them to boss them one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in their hearts to the Lord." And that's a great song that uh, Marilyn and Chris just playing up there. There's, there's a lot guiding me. I think this will be a great song to start service off with. There's a lot guiding me. Let's sing this song. It's just a great day to be in the house of the Lord. But look at page 22, 22. 
where the soul never dies.
I explained to him what I was looking for in a young lady to spend my life with, and I wasn't dating anybody. And uh, a, a couple months later, my friend Herbie Boring said, hey, uh, I got somebody that works for me that I want you to meet. She's in, um, she's in nursing school with Rhonda, and, and I, I think you'll like her. And uh, Herbie was uh, one of the managers at Piggly Wiggly, and so I stopped in there to see Herbie, and uh, he introduced me to Linda. And uh, we went out on the first day, and uh, I had a, a 1975 Corvette. It was in like 84, but uh, on the first day, the console caught on fire. <laughs> anybody that had a Corvette that was before the, the modern ones know that was not a that was nothing unusual. Uh, they were hard to keep running. Uh, it's about like owning a Harley. Uh, but and, you know, she agreed to go out with me again. Um, and uh, it was nothing near that exciting. Um, and in the first year, or in the first few months, I saw everything that I had told David that I was looking for. And while I got discouraged with church, she was looking for somebody that church was important for. And she renewed my, my figure for church. Uh, Michael and Marilyn moved here, and uh, then we got a, 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 uh, a new pastor not long after that, Paul Kelly, and, which had to be ordained because this was his first church. And a lot of the people that, and, and before too long, the church was full of young young married couples, and uh, we we have been blessed. Um, Belinda and I graduated high school together, and and I was voted the male that was the most likely to succeed. And financially, I have not. Uh, there's been a, there's a lot of the guys that I went to high school with that have done a lot much better than I have. Uh, but now we've been comfortable. The Lord's taking care of us. And as, as Roger said, uh, we, we spent our money uh, maybe not the wisest way, but we've had fun with our kids. And our children have turned out very well. Um, their church is important to them. They're, they're business-wise, they're successful. But that's not the most important thing they were saved in this church. They married godly people and are, are raising our grandchildren. So much as the way that George Bailey was, and it's a wonderful life, I have not been financially successful. But in life, I've been very, very successful. Sure. Amen. God has made a way yes. for me to be successful. And I'd like to say that uh, in our 30 um, seven years of marriage that Linda and I have not had a crossword. That would not be true. <laughs> but we've not had a whole lot of them. And you know, most of the time that was just those were just misunderstandings other than when she threw a shoe at me. But uh, to, to the young people in here <coughs> pray to God if, if you're young, if you're uh, to the point that, that you're hunting someone to spend your life with, pray about it. Because God will send the person that you need to spend your life with in your, in your direction. And uh, I'd like to say that um, the, the, uh, the choices that I have made is because I'm so smart. But it's not. I, I have just been willing at most things, in all of the things that I've been successful in, I've been willing to follow the Holy Spirit. Um, and in the, the failures, it was not God's fault. It was my fault. I, fought, I followed the, the things that both did. And uh, 
follow the Holy Spirit and you will be successful. And uh, I think we're going to sing. Are we going to sing? It's all right. And uh, it will be all right. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I really have a hard time singing sitting down. Uh, maybe uh, the Lord will, will get me standing up pretty quick. Uh, the therapist have me standing up something hey, so uh y'all pray for us and, and I'll, I'll try this morning this
I, I couldn't find any kind of music or anything for it, but I found some words and wrote in some chords. So, uh, Roger, I want you to envision that you're sharing this message with Elaine, and Elaine envisions she's sharing it with you. And that all of us that are here and we're on this journey of life, of sharing that life with someone, and uh, hoping to be special to you.
the testimonies during our Sunday school that that um, people gave experiences of of how that when they sought the Lord, uh, His leadership and His guidance, how that everything worked out uh, with with the decision that they made, and I'm so glad of that today. Uh, good to see each one of you. Glad you're here today, and it's good to be here on the celebration that we're having for. Uh, Brother Roger and Sister Elaine, we love y'all, and, uh, and uh, I, I, it's 50 years. It used to seem like a long time, but now it's just, uh, you, you look around, 50 years, it goes by pretty quick. But uh, it, it, it's good to see you here today, and I uh, want you to pray for us for just a few minutes. We've uh, got a few uh, verses of scripture that the Lord's laid on our heart, but I want to read to you something here that uh, Brother Benny Green sent, and uh, uh, this is regarding the cards that uh, that the church has been uh, sending to him, and and uh, he wanted me to uh, announce this that uh, he had all of his cards organized, the ones that he had sent thank you notes to, and the ones that he hadn't. And uh, he said the cleaning lady came in and just kind of disorganized all of that, changed it around. And so uh, he wanted me to tell you, if you have not gotten a thank you note for him, that he, that he loves you and he appreciates uh, the cards that you've sent and that uh, uh, he didn't do it on purpose, not sending a, a thank you note. So he just wanted me to announce that uh, to the church. And let's continue uh, to keep him in our prayers. We miss him. And I uh, hope he'll be back uh, very soon. Amen. But if you will, uh, turn your Bibles to uh, Genesis, uh, the sixth chapter. And those of you that have been coming to Sunday school, you, you, it hasn't been very long until uh, uh, Brother uh, he has, has taught us, uh, Brother Michael has, has taught us in this lesson here. Uh, I think now we're in the 13th chapter or so, but. Uh, <coughs> I want to, the Lord has led me to the sixth chapter uh, of Genesis, and I want to encourage you, if you hadn't been, uh, hadn't been coming to Sunday school, I want to encourage you to, uh, uh, you're missing a blessing if you, if you don't come. I tell you, we, uh, we just had testimonies today and, and during, our, during our Sunday school class, and you could just feel the Spirit of the Lord uh, just flowing from breast to breast, so I want to encourage you. Uh, uh, if you hadn't been coming to try to come uh, to Sunday school and I really believe that you'll get a blessing if you'll uh, do that today uh, but uh, uh, over in the 6th chapter of Genesis and uh, uh, the thought that the Lord's laid have you ever thought about how patient God is have you ever, have you ever uh, dwelt on that or thought about that uh, the patience that God has, and we realize and we know that uh, that uh, uh, His patience are not going to endure forever. That uh, they're going to run out, and that we can uh, we can go too far, and and and, and those that uh, spurn the invitation of God uh, to be saved, uh, it's not because God didn't give folks a chance, but He's a He's a very patient God. As I read to you some scripture. Uh, and we'll not scratch the surface on all the, that's in the Bible about the patience of God and the long-suffering of God. Uh, uh, but I do want to touch here on a few things. And it says here in the <clears throat> sixth chapter, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all that they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him 
at his heart. And I believe I'll stop reading right there. And uh, as we as we read this passage here, and we look, and 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 I, I thought about how the Sunday school lesson and and and, and what Brother Roger said during devotion, how it, how it ties in here uh, uh, when he was talking about. Uh, uh, the, the, the sons of God uh, uh, marrying the sons of, of men. And, and, and you might wonder about this, but these were people who professed uh, religion, uh, who professed to be godly, uh, but they were entertaining themselves uh, with the descendants of Cain. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, and, I, and I thought about as, as, as Brother Michael was teaching us about decisions, he said, decisions, decisions. Uh, this was a time here when uh, these men had the choice of who they were going to marry, who they were going to uh, uh, spend their life with, uh, uh, with their wife. And, and I believe that if you'll study this, you'll find out that these women that they, they chose, uh, the Bible teaches us that they were fair to look at. That means that they were very attractive to look at. And so... Uh, I believe that it meant that these men chose their wives only by what they saw with their carnal eye and didn't seek God's leadership and His guidance in, in this. And in turn, uh, it created wickedness throughout all the world. And uh, he even said that uh, their thoughts were continually uh, on evil. And so we know the story how that uh, God... Uh, told Moses, Moses, uh, God told Abraham, uh, Noah, I'll get it right here in a minute. God told Noah, uh, he found grace in the eyes of God, and, and the Bible uh, said that he told Noah uh, how to construct an ark, and we know that Noah and his family were the only ones that were saved from the destruction of the flood. But I want you to understand that during the time that uh, uh, Noah didn't build this ark overnight, this was a long process of time that it took him uh, to build this ark. And I believe, Sister Pat, that all during that time that he was building the ark, that these people had a chance uh, 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 to get things right with God and to avoid uh, uh, being drowned in this flood. So this goes back uh, uh, to the patience of God today. And I want you to think about that just for a little while. I don't have to uh, uh, look very far to see where God has been very patient in my life, things that I have uh, done and not done in my life, that He's been very, uh, very patient with me. And but I want you to understand, <coughs> if you're here today and you have spurned the invitation uh, of God, you've spurned the invitation to come to know the Lord and the free pardon of sin, uh, that uh, His Spirit will not always strive with man. I. Uh, it's going to run out one of these days. It's so important uh, while there's time and while there's opportunity, while He's calling, amen, uh, to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. I thought about uh, today if you've been saved and I uh, got out on the wrong path today. I uh, got off in the wrong direction. I've done that uh, many times in my life since I've known the Lord and the free pardon of sin and uh, how merciful uh, God is and the grace that he has and the patient uh, that he has, but it will not uh, last forever. I can tread on that and I can tread on that uh, for a period of time and I can bring destruction into my life. Not only things on me, Brother Michael, but I can be, bring destruction in the life of my family and my church. Amen. So I want to encourage you today to while there's time and while there's opportunity, do what God how would have you to do. But I begin to think as we looked at this, how much patient uh, God must be as we uh, begin to see here and uh, we think about this. Now these uh, people here, uh, God was very discouraged with what he saw. Somebody said, preacher, reckon God ever gets discouraged? Well, I tell you what, it repeated him that he even created man. This was not what he had intended. Uh, for mankind, he created them in the Garden of Eden. Uh, he, he created them in a place there uh, where they didn't have to do anything uh, except serve him. They had everything I uh, provided for them. But we know 
uh, that sin came into the camp there and from that point on our sin was in the world and, and this time just before Noah began to uh, build this ark evil was all about and I think about as I look around today in America and across of this world today and I think boy in the morning how bad it must have been over there if it was worse at that time than it is uh, now today only eight souls were saved there uh, on that on that ark and I know that God uh, looks around today and he sees a lot more people uh, than that that are saved today uh, that know him but I know uh, that it has to hurt him at his, at his heart uh, when he looks around and sees what's going on in America uh, today amen and around uh, this world today you know that it's got to uh, grieve him uh, today when he looks and he begins to see that but oh uh, the patience that he uh, must have for you and I today and I begin to think about even the ones in the Bible of uh, the kings that uh, rejected him the kings that uh, went their own way and did evil a lot of places in the word of God uh, you'll read it will say and this king did evil in the sight of God and I begin to think about uh, Ahab, Ahab over there in the Bible teaches us uh, that Nabal had a vineyard and it was hard pressed against the palace of Ahab and you know the story how that Ahab coveted this vineyard uh, that Naboth had and uh, he went up to Naboth and uh, he said if you'll give me your vineyard I, I'll give you a vineyard uh, a better one I'll trade you for it a better vineyard uh, or if that's not good enough uh, I'll give you money for it uh, uh, but you know how the story goes uh, uh, Naboth uh, would not trade for his vineyard uh, nor would he take money uh, uh, for it uh, and the Bible said uh, that Ahab uh, I began to throw himself a little pity party and he went home and his wife could tell that he was down and out and he was discouraged and the Bible said she asked him what his problem was and he said Naboth will not sell me or give me his vineyard and we know that how his wicked wife she wrote a letter in his name and sent it out and had Naboth uh, murdered and she come back and she told her husband Ahab he, she said hold him said go and possess uh, the vineyard and the Bible said I'm going to tell you see I'll find you out today woman and as Ahab was on his way to take possession of a vineyard that was not his how the Bible said that Elijah met him there by the instruction of God and told him what was going to happen. Amen. To him and his wicked wife Jezebel. And the Bible said that Ahab began to humble himself. And he rid his clothes. And he got down in sackcloth and ashes. Amen. And he humbled himself. And I wrote down this scripture here of what the, uh, the Lord told to Elijah. He said, see thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me. Because he humbleth himself before me I will not bring the evil in his days. But in the days will I bring it in the days of his son will I bring the evil upon his house. I'm going to tell you even Ahab found grace from God there and an extension of the penalty that was going to be paid. And I truly believe that if Ahab would have stayed humble to God, amen, and stayed that way, and having a wife like he had, it was hard to do. But I believe if he had been the man of the house and stood, God would have helped him, God would have loved him, and forgive him today, amen. Amen. So we see time and time again where God must be a very patient, patient God. Amen. As we look at this, we begin to think over there in our Sunday school lesson, and we're going to be getting to that uh, pretty soon in the book of Genesis. And, and when we touched on it today, Brother Michael taught us about a decision that Lot made when him and Abraham's 
heard them begin to strife with one another because the pastures were just too small uh, for them both to be in. And we know how that uh, the Bible said that Lot uh, chose him the plain of Jordan over there in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible teaches us, and, and we'll go on a little further there, but God uh, uh, let Abraham know uh, that he was going to destroy those cities. Amen. Uh, and the Bible said that Abraham uh, uh, began to plead with God. Uh, Abraham, uh, I believe he was he was so humble when he came to God about this. Uh, and he said there, and he said, if there's 50 righteous there in the city, uh, uh, will you spare it? Uh, and God said, if I find 50 righteous there, uh, I'll spare it. Uh, and then uh, Abraham took the number down by five. Uh, and he said, if you find 45 there righteous, uh, uh, will you spare it for 45? Uh, he said, if I find 45, uh, uh, he said, we'll spare it. Uh, and I'm not going to go through them all, but he went down uh, to 40, to 30, to 20, out of 10. He said, if you find 10 righteous in the city, will you spare it? Amen. God said, if I find 10 righteous, <laughs> I'll spare it. But the problem was, he couldn't find 10. Amen. You're talking about a God of patience. Amen. About the third or fourth time that Abraham went to God with this, Abraham was like, God, I hate to bother you with this again. Lord, I hate to come to you and trouble you again. I've come to you so many times. And I'm going to tell you today, we're serving a patient God that loves us. He's got patience with you. We live in a world today where we deal with a lot of people that don't have any patience. Amen. You mess up one time, that's it with them. But praise God, today I'm glad of the patience of God. But he said there, my spirit will not always strive with man. Amen. We're living in a day today where the grace of God, the drawing power of God has been present. Amen. And all these revivals going around in church services in different places, the drawing power of God has been there. But I want you to understand that he'll not always strive with man. The Bible said that after they got down to the number 10 and they couldn't find 10 righteous, amen, that him being the patient, righteous, just God that he is, he allowed Lot, his family, to come out of that awful place, sent angels down there to him, and told him to get out that God's fixing just to destroy these cities, amen. And the only thing he asked him, he said, don't look back. Just go. Just go. It's hard for us a lot of times when we pass by an automobile accident or something, and it's hard for us not to rubberneck and look and to see who it is and how many stretchers are pulled out. And that was the problem with Lot's wife. She just could not stand. She heard all the explosions. She, she probably smelled the smoke. She probably uh, could see the glow of the fire as fire and brimstone began to fall on these cities. And the Bible said that she looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And what amazes me about that, Brother Chris, is the Bible said that she is until this day. Amen. Somewhere out there you'll find a pillar of salt and it'll be Lot's wife. I believe that with all my heart. But I'm so glad today that we're serving a God that's got patience today. Boy, if he didn't have patience with me, Lord, in the morning, where would I be? Where would I be? I tell you, I feel like a lot of times I'm trying his patience, amen? But I'm so glad today that he's got the patience. Bible said over in 2 Peter, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, amen? He said, as some men count slackness, but his long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Amen. I believe that even these wives that these men had married over there before the flood, I believe that it was God's will that they come to repentance. The descendants of Cain. Amen. It was God's will that they come to repentance. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, uh, God just put them people off to the side and didn't care about them no more. I'm going to tell you something today. 
It's a whosoever will thing today. Amen. And I believe that His mercy and His grace was to them Amen. as well as it was to anybody. He's a God today of patience. He's not slack concerning His promises. But the Bible said that He's long-suffering. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of times, and I hate to bring this up, I know a lot of times I, I use examples, but but, uh, but sometimes with bird dogs, you have some that, that you don't have to spend a lot of time with. You just They seem to just pick it up like that. Just a little bit of effort, and they'll make a good dog. And then there's others that really will try your patience. You can tell that they've got the instinct, and they've got it in them. It's just trying to get it out of them. Amen. And, uh, and I have found uh, in the time that I've been doing this that it's very, very important to have patience because a lot of times if you give up on one too quick, you may take a dog that'll make a great bird dog, but because you didn't persevere and have patience with him and toss him to the side. I can see God that way in our lives today. I was a little bit harder for him to work with maybe than he was with you. Amen. But I'm so glad today of the patience yeah. that he had with me, the long suffering that he had, that he still has, yes. that he still has. Do you realize today that that uh, uh, I go through times and and maybe something in life won't be going just right, or I'll kind of get down in the mullet grubs and and uh, and don't even feel like praying. I don't like to admit that, but there's times I don't even feel like praying. Knowing that if I would really get up and pray, that God would work this thing out. And, and to think that when I'm in that condition, that He's still being patient with me. <laughs> Amen. Maggie, that's love beyond understanding. That is love beyond understanding. He probably looks down and says, Well, little Steve's in the flesh. He sure is a flesh, fleshly man. Says, I'm gonna have patience with you. Amen. And then when I finally come to my senses, like the prodigal son out there feeding hogs, <laughs> when I come to my senses and I say, Lord, I'm in condition now to humble myself to you, Lord, and I need your help. And in his loving, patient way, he reaches down. And he gives us that what we stand today. Amen. Amen. That's right. Let me say this in closing. The Bible said that there was a, a certain man that had a vineyard. This was a parable. And there was a fig tree uh, out there. And uh, he had gone for three years to seek figs on this tree. And the Bible teaches us that every year that he went, there was no fruit on the fig tree. And the Bible said that he told the, 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 the keeper of the garden there, he said, go ahead and just cut it down. He said, why cumbereth it the ground? For these three years I have come looking for figs, looking for fruit on this tree, and I found none. I'm still talking about the patience of God. And the Bible teaches us that the dresser, and I believe that this was a representation of Jesus Christ in intercession for you and I today. The Bible said that the dresser of the garden came to the master there and he said, let's give it another year. He said, let me, let me dung around it. Let me, let, me, let me fertilize it and dig around it and aerate it a little bit. And let's don't see if it don't start producing. God ever done that in your life? Amen. Give you a chance. Amen. When you're not producing any fruit, somebody comes along, maybe somebody in church, maybe somebody you come in contact with comes along and just kind of digs around you. Amen. And begins to fertilize. And the dresser told him, said, give it a year. And if it bear fruit, well, but he said, if it doesn't, then we'll cut it down. I'm going to tell you something today. The chainsaw is coming. Amen. 
It's coming. I remember my daddy one time had a pear tree and uh, for a long time it didn't bear. And then one year it started bearing and it bared every year after that. Them old canning pears, them heavy pears that hang down and break the limbs. And the next door neighbor asked dad, said, what in the world did you do to that tree that you got it to bear? And said, it sat there for years and never bared a pear. He said, I went out there and I revved up the chainsaw next to it. He said, after that, it was in the bay. Every once in a while in our life, amen, it takes something to get our attention, amen. God's patience is running out. It's running out, amen. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad for His patience. I think about, I think about when I was running from my call and how patient He was with me during that time. He called me to do something. I was elected not to do it. He had all authority and power to just say, okay, you're not going to do it. I'm going to destroy your family. That wreck you witnessed over there, instead of being somebody you didn't know, he's somebody you knew very well. But he didn't do that. He would show me with types and shadows, different things he would show me. And he was so patient so patient with me. And when I finally coughed it up, amen, and it hadn't been a rose garden ever since, but I'm going to tell you this, after I coughed it up, amen, I thought, Lord, I wish I'd have done this a lot sooner. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Amen. He's patient. He's patient today. I may have told y'all before, there was an old man and I don't, never did know his name. But several years ago, when I was pastoring over at Roswell Creek, he would go around to revivals. And, he, and he, he went around to revivals. And his testimony was that the Lord had quit dealing with him. And uh, he said, I'm lost as a golf ball. And he said, uh, and I'd love one more time for the Spirit of the Lord to draw me to be saved. Amen. And uh, uh, he would just go around every revival after revival. And he'd sit on the back road. He'd listen to the preaching. He'd listen to the testimonies, the singing. And uh, he would leave service after service and say, I just can't get him to draw me like he did before when I turned him away. I remember Brother Ian Stone, his, one of his sons. I can't remember whether uh, was, was was there. Or Greg, I can't remember which one it was, but they said uh, the old man's gonna be in our revival, and he said we're gonna reach him this week. We're gonna get him. Brother Enos looked at him and said, "I'm praying and hoping you do." But said, "Better men than you and I try." Hoping and praying you will. But sometime after that, may have been the next year. The convicting spirit of God. You're talking about the patience of God. This was a man who said he had turned him down time after time after time. But I believe that as long as there's breath, as long as your heart's beating, there's hope. Amen. There's hope. And folks got to praying for that man, and I mean got earnest in praying. You know, it's one thing to wonder if somebody's lost, but when somebody tells you they are, tell you they are. They tell you the condition they're in. Boy, that that'll, that'll put a burden on the church. Amen. And it did. And folks begin to pray and pray. Every revival around folks would pray for this man and pray for him. And finally one day, way up in his years, he must have been 80-something, that convicted spirit that he had wanted so bad one more time come. God had patience with him. <laughs> Praise God. You see, it wasn't God's will that he died and go to hell. It's not his will that anybody dies and goes to hell. A lot of people think that there's a chosen few that God uh, wants to go to heaven and a, and a chosen few that he don't. That's a lie of the devil today. He wants everybody to repent of their sins today. He wanted that old man to repent of his sins. And because that old man, man wanted to be saved, and even though the Spirit wasn't drawing, he, he kept asking for it to. He kept asking, praying people to pray that the Spirit would come and draw him. And he'd come to know the Lord and 
replace it. I think not very long after that, he left this walks of life. But I'm going to tell you today, we're serving a very patient, patient God today. No wonder that Joel Hill sang the song, uh, He's still working on me. Amen. He's still working on me. We're a work in progress today. I hope that I'm closer to the Lord tomorrow than I am today. Amen? If I'm not, I'm stagnant. Amen? I appreciate what Brother Sister Linda said. If we're, not, if we're not changing, if we're not growing, then we're stagnant. We're, we're not doing anything today. We're serving a very patient, patient God today. Let me read you one more place here. Now you'll be giving us a song. Over in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the 8th chapter, it says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Do you know a lot of people are treading today they're saying, well, if God hadn't done it yet, He ain't ever going to do it. Amen? Those people over there before the flood, they thought to themselves as they watched Noah and his labor and intensity going into building that ark, they're thinking, if it hadn't rained yet, if it hadn't rained yet, it's not going to. Preachers have been preaching down through the ages, repent ye kingdom of heaven is at hand. John preached that message. Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's folks today saying, boy, I've been hearing that all my life. All my life. But let me tell you this today as we close. Whether the Lord comes tomorrow or whether He tarries His coming for a hundred years, when your life is over, my life is over. Amen. That's it. That's it. That's how how we die. That's how we face judgment. Amen. I've never been really concerned about when the Lord is coming back. Amen. Because I know that with my help, I haven't got probably a whole lot longer. Amen. So my time's coming. Your time's coming. Amen. But how patient. God's been with me all those times in life. Amen. When I've let him down. Amen. We were patient with our kids. We love them and we raise them, try to raise them in the right way and we want them to do right. And sometimes they make the wrong decisions and we get discouraged when they do. Amen. But we want to have patience with them. Like God has patience with you and I today. He says, my spirit will not always strive with man. It's going to run out. It's going to run out one day. And while there's time and opportunity, I'd love for you today, while there's time, to get it right with God, whatever it might be in our lives today, Amen. to get it right with God. Come give us a song. Let's all stand. Page 86. You're at my door, stay.
after I became saved, I became accountable for my actions, for my thoughts. The Bible says, you know, to do good and to do it not in sin. So therefore, I, a long time, I can fall into that. You ask God to forgive you, and He does. But if we're not careful, the fleshly part of us will fall right into that again. I didn't do that again. And you could say, Lord, I just forgave you for that. There you are, right back in the same boat again. He's so patient. He's so patient. But I tell you what he can and what he will do. If you try him enough, you try him enough, he won't. Children because of disobedience. I believe that. Somebody saw a just God wouldn't do that. 